All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. It is a Tuesday. I am Jeff. Brad is here. Brad, how are you? Dude, I'm doing well. Um, I know this is a, a hot topic here, the old list episode. A little bit of the top 10 here coming up. And I think we both anticipated this getting easier as more games were played. But, you know, the NFL, it's crazy. So it's only getting harder. I feel like this is going to be a pretty inconsistent list for me. I feel like it's going to have the most most debate points on it. But I've settled with what I got. I hope you're happy with yours. Yeah. That's I, yeah, I'm I'm happy with mine, but at the same token, I think there's there's room for argument, and that's what's fun about this, is yeah, somebody that sure. somebody can listen to this and and take my my number ten and say that you know their guy should have been in there. But I think the one thing that uh, that's special about these lists is, you know, once you get to around the five, four, three mark, at that point, I mean those those teams in. are yeah they're they're pretty narrowed in, and those teams really deserve to be where they're at. So. Um, once again, I, I took this list as a, as a fresh week. Um, you know, and I, it's just one of those things like, who would I, who would I pick in this game? Who do I think is the best team today? Who do I think would be the Super Bowl favorite today of these two teams and kind of went down the line like that. And I'm finding, uh, I'm finding every week that I like some teams more and some teams less. And, um, you know, some teams I dropped down strictly because of the, the performance they had, but I still have high hopes for them or. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is and we'll, we'll go from there and hopefully, uh, people listen to my list and they don't think that I'm a, a whack job. So, yeah, well, let's hear that list. What do you got? Number 10 or unless you no. want to start with, uh, no, your near misses. Yeah. No, let's, let's go with, with number 10 here. You know, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they're five and three, uh, plus 54 is good for fifth best in the entire NFL. So they're still a very good football team. Number two in the league in rushing. They're coming off a loss this week. Um, first off. The one thing you can't say is anything bad about Kyler Murray. I mean, the dude's in his second year in this league, and he is balling out. Uh, he's on pace. This is this is staggering. He's on pace for a 4,000-1,000 season. I don't know that it's ever been done. Uh, 4,000 passing yards, 1,000 rushing yards. It, it is a video game. He I, is a I video think he's going to get it, too. Yeah, I, I think, think that's I think unrealistic to get. Yeah, at the halfway point, he's on pace for it. So, uh, right. yeah, he's been incredible. Coming in at number nine, though, and I, you know, I don't have uh, too much good, or, but I don't have much bad either. So the Tennessee Titans at six and two, they're plus thirty-one. I don't have a lot of news and notes. I like this team strictly because if you look at their record over the last twenty-ish games, they're they're a damn good football team. They, uh, you know, they're they're winning games and they're, they're they lose a couple games, but uh, they they avoided a three-game skid. You know, they started off five and zero. They pick up another victory this week against uh, at least a credible football team, and I'm I'm going to keep them at nine there. Coming in at number eight, I believe this is the debut of this team. I could be wrong. I don't think I've had them on my list before. The Miami Dolphins at five and three. They're winners of four straight. They're plus sixty one on the year. And uh, this is the biggest statistic I could pick up pick apart with this team. They're one and two when they give up thirty one points. I mean, a lot of teams have losing records when they give up 31 points. They're 4-1 and one when they give up under 31 points. Their only loss was to New England League 1, where they lost 21-11. Uh, this team seems to hold people under 30, which is obviously the goal in the NFL. Most teams score about 30, over 30 these days. So if you can keep them under that, you have a good chance of winning. This team does have a good chance of winning. 
And, uh, you know, their, their next, their next four are extremely favorable. Matter of fact, a lot of people kind of assumed this is potentially where Tua would have came in, uh, at, you know, against the, the bolts, you got the chargers there, then you're at Denver, you're at New York and you're home against Cincinnati. So you got two rookie quarterbacks in there. You got two more second or third year quarterbacks. I mean, these are a favorable games. Miami could come out of this three and one, and you're looking at an eight and four team with a couple games to go in the season. I, who knows? Not going to start predicting now, but as of right now, they're number eight for me. Coming in at number seven, the Green Bay Packers. They're six and two, plus forty nine in the year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is number one in pass rating in the in the NFL at one seventeen point five. You know, I think we know who this team is. They like to throw it. They'll run it a little bit. Uh, it seems like when they beat you, they beat you. When they don't, they they just they're not competitive. Sometimes teams smash them in the mouth, but outside of that, this team still wins a lot. Coming in at number six, you know, I'm not going to beat them too much over this. They're six and three, plus 47 on the year. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, they're this is the this is the biggest stat that I could find on them. Right now, they're a 500 football team against the NFC. They're three and three. But they're three and zero against the AFC. They have another game against the AFC. It'll be Kansas City Chiefs on the on the 29th of November. We'll see if if they can pick up that victory against the uh, the Chiefs. But you know Brady's got to get it done. I think there's some issues in that team. They're more than talented. I think they'll find a way to uh, keep moving up this list rather than down. Coming in at number five, uh, this team's been all over the place for me. But uh, they're seven and two. The Buffalo Bills, plus nine on the year, wins over the Dolphins, Rams, Raiders, and Seahawks. And uh, I just like what this team's able to to do. I mean, they just they they're able to score on just about everyone. And uh, I mean, they they hold a pretty good defense in this in this league. I, I can't say too much bad about them. Their their losses are to. Uh, Gosh, the the Chiefs and somebody Titans. else, somebody, the Titans, two good football teams, two teams that I have on this list. You'll hear the Chiefs in a minute. Coming in at number four, it's the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they're six and two, plus forty four on the year. Uh, they're number one on in third down in the league, fifty one percent converting. Uh, that's by far the best. They just they're two and zero against the Buccaneers. Uh, as much as I wanted to hold this team down, I think last week I had them at ten. This week I had them at four. They just keep winning, and they just got their best weapon back. They keep winning. They deserve to be higher on the list. I rewarded them for it. Coming in at number three, it's the Baltimore Ravens. It's the best running team in the whole NFL. They're number one in rush yards. They're number one in 20-yard rushes. They're plus 85 on the year. Uh, they're beating everybody except for the Steelers. Uh, it just seems like in the Chiefs, I mean, truly, their only two losses are to my top two teams. Uh Ravens are good. They can't pass. They struggle to pass, but a lot of times they don't have to. Coming in at number two. Oh, boy, here. I dropped him down a peg. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at 8-0, uh, plus 74 in the year. They're tied for number one in the NFL in interceptions. Watt, Tuitt, Dupree all have over six sack, or six or more sacks, and they recently added the number one tackler in the NFL, Avery Williamson. Uh, this is a darn good football team. They play down to their competition. That's probably their one lack, uh, lackluster effort of the year. Uh, you know, here's the thing. When the going gets tough, this team's probably going to beat you. 
And even when they struggle against a bad team, they come out on top. I just don't think they're as good as this team, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're 8-1, and one, plus 103 on the year, by far the best in the league. Patrick Mahomes with a ridiculous 25 touchdowns and one interception. He's number one in the league with uh, passes over 20 yards. I don't know how else to say. They're returning Super Bowl champs to be either one or two on anybody's list. I have them one because today, if they played each other, I would take the Chiefs in a victory. Uh, outside looking in, I don't know if you noticed, the Seahawks didn't make my top ten. This team's the Seahawks are they're very limited. Uh, what they what who they can stop. It they this past weekend they scored over thirty again. So it seems like they're scoring twenty seven or more in every single game. They're they're not struggling to score. So that's the good thing. But there's a lot of teams that can score in this league. Lots of them. As a matter of fact, every team I just gave you can score in this league. And so they can all do it on Seattle. And they can all do it on Seattle. So I dropped Seattle out of the top ten. Uh, they could very easily be in the top 10, and I wouldn't argue it, but I think these 10 teams are better, at least slightly today. Uh, also outside the top 10, the Rams, Raiders, who the Raiders, they deserve to at least be getting talked about at this point. And the Colts, you know, the Colts, uh, they have a couple of a couple of losses in the, in, this, in in the NFL this year. They have three losses. I think they're all pretty credible outside of their week one with Jacksonville. Um uh, I'm not going to beat them up too much. The Ravens are beating everybody. So, and they kept it close into the fourth quarter. Like I thought they would when I said that on Sunday, uh, they just became too much. So that's my top, uh, that's my top 10, my outside looking in, you know, I'm sure the Seattle fans will probably get after us, but truthfully, I feel good. Yep. Um, I'm going to start with my outside looking in because we're very similar, real close. I just like to mention, I don't think they're anywhere close to the top 10 yet, but but I do believe the Vikings have a chance to go on a run, and I believe they are favored to be better than the Bears at this point. The second I said that I think the Bears or my Super Bowl appearance out of the NFC is the moment that they've just – They've lost four in a row. They, bad, yeah. terrible. Like yeah. I, maybe I jinxed I'm completely off the Bears. They're not even on my paper. Um, but the Rams Raiders, they're – what's up? Before you go well, any farther, you brought up the Vikings because you brought them up as a, a potential down the road. I want to bring one other one up. The Atlanta Falcons. They deserve at least to be in discussion where where Minnesota is. Now, obviously, that division's much harder. Right, right, right. But there's something that you're going to talk about a little bit later that Atlanta still has a shot. So I want to at least throw their name out okay. there. But go ahead. Um, Rams, Raiders. Uh, Rams off of a bye. Raiders still win. I like the job Gruden's done, but... They just can't – they're not a, quite a top 10 team yet. I think they're in the top half. I don't think they're in the top um, – the two teams I love just off my list that were the closest, I think, with along with the Rams, I left the Titans and Colts just off the list. And I think something that went into that is the Titans' next three games are Colts, Ravens, Colts. And the Colts' next three are Titans, Packers, Titans. So they each have an incredibly tough three-week stretch where two games are against each other. And I think one of these teams is going to be able to show that they're better than the other, to be able to be in the top. But the division's going to be decided by these two teams. That's not even in question with the Texans and Jags being so poor. But I left them off the list because I couldn't really decide which one gets the benefit of the doubt. They're both um, – I think the Colts just got their third loss, but – Two two really tough teams. I'm going to start with my top 10 here. Number 10, the Seahawks. 
They barely make my list. Um, I almost left them out. Only the Chiefs have scored more points, but only the Cowboys, Jets, and Jags have allowed more points. Their defense is just too bad to where Russell Wilson's had two bad games, or two horrible games, I should say, and they've, they've lost both of them. They're, they've allowed 23 or more points in seven straight games. They don't have a chance at stopping anybody. And, you know, maybe some of you have heard this too. Nick Wright pointed it out, and I went in depth and looked at it. Only Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, and Kirk Cousins have more turnovers than Russell Wilson this year. Russell Wilson's fourth. So for his MVP brilliance, he also has to do quite a bit. They struggle immensely against running quarterbacks. The good news is, is out of the four NFC teams ahead of them, only one has a running quarterback, and we'll go right to them at nine. That's the Cardinals. Cardinals were fifth on my list. They fall to nine. Um, they lose a, a absolute thriller to the Dolphins. I know, Andrew Bradish, you went on the page and said, you know, why are the Steelers-Cowboys playing over this game? And, you know, everyone thought it was going to be not as close as it was, obviously, but wow, what a game for Cardinals-Dolphins, and it's a shame a lot of people had to miss it. 431. Cardinals are still a great team. I just think their defense is too inconsistent. And, you know, if Kyler Murray doesn't play great, they don't have a shot. Their defense isn't good enough to carry him. But on their day, the Cardinals are a scary team. Number eight, coming back from off my list, I have the Buffalo Bills at eight. And I know they're seven and two, which is a really good record, but only plus nine. They seem to be winning weird ways. Uh, Josh Allen. You know, everybody does well against the Seahawks defense, but he, he has had some games where he seems rather unstoppable. Um, and I have them eight and nine because they play each other this week. So Cardinals, Bills, one team's going to come out on top. But um, Bills at eight. And I know a lot of people think I should have them higher, but I've rated my list on who I would take today. And that's why the Dolphins go all the way up to seven for me. Um, the Dolphins, they lose two right off the bat early. and we were always talking about how the Dolphins, we think they're going to be better in a year or two. We think that they're a team on the up and up. They're well coached. They've done phenomenal. Well, they're just better sooner than we thought they were going to be. This Dolphins defense is no joke. Their special teams is playing lights out. Tua went from 93 to 248 yards in one week. He was able to, to throw down the field, across the field, everywhere. And this team has an extremely favorable schedule, as you pointed out, in the next four weeks. And you stopped after four weeks because they play the Chiefs. But after the Chiefs, I favor them against the Patriots, Raiders, and Bills. I think they're a better team than the Buffalo Bills today. They're more consistent. And I really think the Dolphins could make a huge push to maybe win the division or potentially be a wildcard team. I think the Dolphins are in the playoffs this year. And lucky for them, they have two quarterbacks who can win them games. Going from nine to six, Green Bay, um, they're six and two. You take out the Tampa Bay game, and Aaron Rodgers has 24 touchdowns and zero picks. Um, their defense can be ran on, but outside of one game, this offense has been amazing. And Tampa outplayed them. It was just a mismatch. Every team's got their kryptonite out there, it seems like. Just one team that seems to give them fits. But And the Packers ran into that in Tampa. But Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, you know, they won their last game without Aaron Jones. I get they played the 49ers, which, I mean, 49ers, they're just beat up. But Packers, I think, are right at six, top six team. I'd take them over a lot of teams, but there are 
five I view better. We'll get right into it. Number five, their kryptonite, Tampa. They were just outcoached. They got punched in the mouth. Sean Payton, they seemed out prepared. They seemed out executed. Their first five drives, they looked lost. I, I know you can try and point fingers here or there, but the team just looked outmatched. And, and Jared, I, I'd like to give you some credit here. You know, you pointed out there was no X's and O's. There was no roster. There was no coaches. You just said they just don't beat the Saints. And wow, it was incredible. Outside of, you know, Tampa's opening drive going for a touchdown in week one, the Saints have destroyed them for seven quarters. So I, I have to put Tampa at five. I'm not going to make them fall too far because I do believe they are they are inside the top five teams, rosters, players, coaches, but they got waxed this weekend. At number four, not going to sell my stock on the Ravens. They're still a dominant team, plus 85. Again, their losses are to the number one and number two teams on our list. and their loss to the Steelers came down to one play. And I don't think they're going to turn the ball over four times very often. They were stumped a little bit by a very good Colts defense, but they made adjustments. Kudos to John Harbaugh. Lamar was 10 for 10 in the second half. They really got things going and, and they pushed away. And, and that's just kind of what the Ravens do. Sometimes they just overpower you. They got a great defense and they've got a, a very difficult offense to stop, even though their passing game's limited. Number three. Say what you want about what they've done so far, but I got the Saints at number three. And the reason why is they're improving. Kamara's been one of the best backs in the league. They get Michael Thomas back. Drew Brees seems to be playing well. Sean Payton. Demario Davis, I believe, leads the league in tackles right now. If I'm not mistaken, he's a, he's in the top five for sure. The, the secondary's playing well. Marshawn Lattimore seems to be picking it up as of late. And the Saints... Their schedule, their next five games, 49ers, Falcons, Broncos, Falcons, Eagles. You tell me their loss. I think we could turn around and the Saints are going to be 11-2 and two in a month going halfway through December. I'll um, give them even one after, random loss in there. I'll give them one random loss. Say they loss. get one random loss. This this team basically with their win against Tampa has the division locked up um, unless there's injuries or they completely implode. They even finish the season. They get the Chiefs, but at home. Vikings and Panthers. They have an extremely favorable schedule. I believe they've played the hardest teams so far. And, you know, the, the Saints are going to be here to stay. And they're fighting for a one seed. Number two, this team, I have zero problems if you guys have them at one. It's the Chiefs. Um, the second the Steelers lose, the Chiefs will be number one. I just, I don't want to put the only undefeated team not at number one. Um, I think it's fair to to say how much better the Chiefs have looked than they're the defending Super Bowl champions. But the Steelers have slipped up a few times, but still won the game. The Chiefs, when they slipped up, they lost. So, um, And they had another close scare against the Chargers. The Chiefs are unbeatable, but again, Patrick Mahomes, you already said his statistical line, and he's never lost a game in his career by more than eight points. Um Again, I, I listen to first things first, so I have a little fun statistic from Nick Wright. And these numbers may be off by one, but I know Mahomes is right. Peyton Manning, when he got his 100th career touchdown, he had 50, 56 interceptions, I believe. Tom Brady, when he got his 100th career touchdown, his interceptions was in the high 40s. Patrick Mahomes got his 100th touchdown, and he has 19 interceptions. 
it, the record's absolutely crazy. For his career, he's thrown five touchdowns per every one interception. It's actually a little bit better. And I know the circumstances with the offense and the team and the coach he came into, but you still got to go out there and play. And that's absolutely amazing, especially coming from Texas Tech. Um, 103 point differential. The, the Chiefs look really good, and I have no problem if they're at number one. Obviously, you guys know my number one. It was going to be Steelers from day one. Um, they they looked they looked pretty bad against the the Cowboys for two and a half quarters, but once they turned it on, the Steelers are an incredibly deep team. Minka Fitzpatrick, after a slow kind of start to the season, comes back on. He had a fumble recovery interception and another key pass breakup to win a game. Um, we lead the league in sacks, quarterback pressures, and quarterback hits, and we're behind one game on quite a few teams. The team doesn't play as consistently through a full game as you'd like, but it seems like whenever there's a big moment or a tight spot, the Steelers are winning in those moments. And um, uh, Mike Tomlin secures up his 13th consecutive season without a losing record, um, NFL record, um, most wins by an African-American coach in NFL history. The Steelers are an incredible team with a top offense and a top defense although you might not like how Ben looks or some of the decision making we're scoring points and again uh, if you can't score 25 or more you're not going to beat the Steelers this is the first time they've scored under 25 it would have taken 25 again to beat them and it couldn't be done uh, Gilbert he was a shock I think the Cowboys are going to be going with him going forward again a stat line pretty pedestrian at the end one touchdown one pick um, it was the Cowboys, though, so I understand if you guys dropped them spots for that. But OW is a W, and that's my top ten. You guys feel free to pick it apart as you see fit. But, uh, again, Seahawks, Cards, Bills, Dolphins, Packers, Buccaneers, Ravens, Saints, Chiefs, Steelers. Um, AFC looks a lot more top-heavy than the NFC, but um, that's what I got. I don't know if you guys are seeing the same thing. Maybe you guys have a few spots here or there. So uh, let us know what you guys' top tens are. You know, when we post this, you guys are more than welcome in the comments to drop yours. Uh, what do you got to say, Jeff? I only got one remark, and it actually goes back to your Russell Wilson comment a minute ago. Um, you know, I I watch the same shows that you do for the most part. I watch First Things First. I watch The Herd. Uh, and for the most part, I like Nick Wright. But this is where the statistic that you just dropped is very skewed, Okay. So you said that only Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Carson Wentz have more interceptions. You are 100% right. You gave a fact. Right, right. Okay. Didn't but, Russell's all come in two games, though, pretty much. What's that? Russell's pretty much came all in two games. Not even where I'm going with that. Listen to this. All of these quarterbacks have seven or more picks. Tom Brady, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Nick Foles, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones. They all have between seven and nine. Kirk Cousins has 10. Carson Wentz has 12. Okay. Of all the players I just gave you, two of those guys have 20 or more touchdowns. Tom Brady's one. He has 20. Russell Wilson has 28. Right. Yeah. He's, he's being asked to do way more than any everybody on that list. And it's not a- even absolutely. Close. It's absolutely. Not even close. I'm just saying that with how much they ask him to do and how pathetic their defenses you know russ is thrown to prone to throw interceptions it's not like he's perfect they're going to score a lot of points yeah. but it seems like there's hard like it seems like they need to throw a party every time they make a team punt 
They're yeah. just allowing so many points that, again, I told you before the pod, I, I made my top 10 and I was like, wow, I, I don't think I can leave the Seahawks out. And I had to scrap the paper and restart because I didn't have them on my list at first. Yeah. So I moved the Titans down one and I put the Seahawks on there. And they have, like I said, they have a kind of favorable schedule moving forward. So I just think this is a team that we know is going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're in the race for the bye. But I believe this is a team that in the first round is going to see a Cardinals, a Rams, a Buccaneers, and they're going to lose a home playoff game in the first round. I don't think the Seahawks – you have to have a complete team to make the Super Bowl, and I don't think this – See, maybe you could say last year the Chiefs didn't have that good of a defense and their offense carried them. They I don't, don't think as the season I, went. But. I think the Chiefs' offense is even better last year than the Rave or the the Seahawks. Excuse me, are this year. So I know Kyle Miller's an avid watcher of the show. The only Seahawks fan that I know of that's on the page, but you're still in the top half of the league. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Lockett. If Carson can come yeah. back healthy, you guys can win. Tons of games, but in the playoffs, when you're facing the the best of the best, I I don't know if I can favor the Seahawks. Yeah, I just I just wanted to clear up that stat because yeah, yeah. Uh, you know a, another another alarming statistic of of what I just read you off of every single quarterback on that list, none of them have an 100 passer rating. They're all under 100 except Russ. He's got 117. It it's like the picks don't matter because what he's doing offensively is so staggering. He's completing seventy one percent, twenty eight touchdowns, eight picks. He's thrown twenty five hundred yards. He had four turnovers against the Bills and, and it, still scored thirty four points. Yeah, it, it's incredible. What what he's doing is is it's like when you're playing Madden on on all Madden against the computer and you're just doing whatever you want to try and sell out for for statistics and you throw a couple picks. It's like who cares? I threw I threw twelve touchdowns. It's like. Dear God. But uh, outside of that, we both knocked out some lists. Um, I think there was something else you wanted to get to, right? Yeah, um, some of you guys may be getting some alerts. It was just passed by the owners. It is a contingency plan to change the playoffs if need be this year. If any, quote-unquote, meaningful games have to be canceled because of COVID. Um, If any games get canceled, that obviously means certain teams will have played one probably only one more game than other teams. They don't want to necessarily punish teams too hard for this, and it gives them a chance to experiment on future playoffs. Let me explain what I mean. If these things were to happen, the contingency plan would change the playoffs to where eight teams from both sides would make the playoffs, AFC and NFC. If your team wins the division, it guarantees you a spot in the playoffs. However, once in the playoffs, the seeding is done solely by win percentage so currently the eagles would be the four seed out of seven teams if they expanded the playoffs to eight the eagles would be the eighth seed out of eight teams and have to go on the road to the saints instead of hosting a playoff game against tampa currently so that's how things would change and what they want to maybe take forward from my from what i've read and kind of heard what they want to take forward is next year when they keep the seven and seven maybe going forward with the win percentage on seeding so that teams win their division, they're in the playoffs. But if you're, if you're, uh, you know, Eagles eight and eight or seven and nine or the Eagles and you like this year and you make the playoffs, you don't get to host a game, but you did earn your shot to be in the playoffs, which 
I think it's cool because a lot of times, you know, there's been times in the past where the Steelers and Ravens are both 12 and four and one of them has to be the five seed. Well, now they might be the two or three seed and still be able to host playoff games. Um, it, it's really all in your hands. Um, just last year, the 49ers went 13 and three. The Seahawks at 11 and five probably would have been the four seed, but they had to, to go on the road in the first round of the playoffs. I think you guys get the gist. You guys watch enough. But if you want to look more into that yourself, you can. I know I it's it. a little bit weird having half the NFL in the playoffs being eight and eight, but, you know, it's a thing. Yeah, I do want to say this. So uh, this is coming straight from NFL.com, guys. I'm not just making this up. Uh, this proposed scenario would only become a reality if the league cannot first complete the meaningful games scheduled, rescheduled in the possible week 18. Mm -hmm. Essentially, playoff expansion will only come about as a third option in the event the league cannot complete the 256-game season within the 17 or 18 weeks, with the 18th week added solely to complete the 256 games. So essentially, this is only going to come to play if too it's many games. Shot. It's a long shot. But I think they'll also get to the point where they just say, you know what, there's too many games getting rescheduled for that 18. Let's just, you know, I, I don't think it's too much of a long shot. I think the week 18, honestly, is almost silly. You know, just add a couple extra teams and, and you'll be good. But uh, the, yeah. I want to note, we already expanded the playoffs this year from 12 to 14 teams. Right. Yeah. And um, with that being said, the owners unanimously passed this contingency plan. So yeah. now that there's something in place, watch for the NFL to start canceling games. This is yeah. going to this is going to mess with your fantasy football. Keep an eye on all that. It's going to mess with especially survival pick'em leagues because if it's two teams you haven't used yet, they're gone. So adding a week eighteen could be something, but you know, the Steelers Bengals, for instance, this week, it's already been flexed from one o'clock to four thirty a couple weeks ago. And each team has, I believe, somewhere from four to seven players on the COVID list. And there's six games in the four o'clock window. Now that this has passed, could we already potentially see one game get canceled, that being the Steelers-Bengals and moving them to week 18? I don't know. I don't want to speculate on what games are going to get canceled. But I'm just saying when you have two teams that have a lot of COVID, you know, instead of making players sit out, see if you can move it. And for a lot of teams, you know, the Steelers being one that got a surprise bye week way early in the year, the NFL could look to give teams a second bye week and be, you know, I bet you they already have an idea on where they could cancel some games, even if it was just to benefit teams with a second bye or a bye that they didn't really get a chance to plan for. The Patriots, Patriots got hit with a one day bye. Could they cancel a game for them to give them the bye week that they never had to help reduce injury? Who knows? But now that they have a contingency plan, it's more likely that a game would get canceled rather than postponed. If they had this plan two, three weeks ago, I don't believe the Buccaneers and Raiders would have played. They wouldn't have moved them back to 430. They would have just said week 18, we're going to play that game. So we'll see how things go there. But it's just something to keep an eye on for everybody involved in the NFL season here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. We do have a, a mailbag question pod coming to you later this week. And, uh, I mean, look forward to that. I got lots of questions and you guys can keep them coming. I think for the most part, I think we have enough to, uh, to do an episode, a pretty nice lengthy episode, but if you guys got more, we'll take them and it'll help us sift through some that, uh, maybe just can't make it this time. Or maybe that me and Brad are interested in saving for future pods. I know there was a, there was one on there for NBA bold predictions. I mean, that'll probably be its own pod. 
Um, mm-hmm. as we did, as we did NFL, uh, Brad and I would like to get more into the NBA this year. And, uh, we'll touch on that as the season gets closer, which it is getting closer. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, guys. All right, guys. Take care. Patriots won last night. They're back in the driver's seat. No, I'm just joking around. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Go pad. <laughs> Later. Go Steelers.